Okay, this is Alejandro Aguilar. If you hear Arsenal winning, that's fake news. You're listening to the DU Football Show. Was there any fake news this uh, midweek, Sam? No fake news. No fake. No fake news for me either. Uh, you know, it's it, it, at least in your, you know, sorrow. You know, I'm I'm feeling sorrowful as well. If people wanted yeah. to watch two grown men cry, this would be the week to do it. This is the time. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two very depressed common schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, the saddest boy, Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing, buddy? Sad. <laughs> oh, it is. I actually did. Uh, I actually did tear up yesterday. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I almost, te- I almost teared up at across the pond today. I was so happy that I, uh, that I was, my, my day got finished short with my boss and I was able to go sit down at the pub, watch the match. And then, uh, midway through the second half, I was like, why can't I just still be working with my boss and not watching this? It's so <laughs> we're recording at the yeah, public the house. Saving grace. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. We're recording at the public house, or at least Mel and I are. Sam's over Zoom, uh, over Video Ninja with us, sir. Right? Video Ninja? Yeah, Video Ninja. the power of the intranets. Just outside the nation's capital, you can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch to laugh at both of us, because that's probably what they want to do. Of course. It is D Football Show on all the social medias and D Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. It's uh talked with Alan a little bit while the match was going on and you know, just going back and forth and then I'm just like, fuck, we're in real trouble. And he even, you know, he's happy because, you know, they put four past uh, old short arms, the Sunderland boy, and uh and he goes, Dude, I feel for you. I'm like, Thanks. It's just it's pity. It's fucking pity. Yeah. Thank I mean, goodness. Him, him, talk, him talking to you that way is mm. akin to Pep Guardiola's rant at Nathan Redmond uh, when Man City put the stones to Southampton that time. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Thankfully, Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirits industry, so we're able to drown our sorrows. And uh, we love, have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show, even after we both worked a long day and it's like 11 o'clock at night and we're doing a second show this week. Mr. Graham, what are you drinking tonight since we're over the internet from one another? I figured I'd pull out an old classic I haven't had in a long time. It is all of you single bro whistle pig 15-year-old from a couple of years ago. Oh, that's an exceptional uh, this one bottle. Comes, 
It was very, very good. It comes in at 109.8 proof. Um, as I try to do with every single bottle that is bottle numbered, I always buy uh, the 22nd bottle of that uh, thing to pay homage to my father, of course. Um, it is just exceptional whiskey. It, there's just no other real way to describe it. It is exceptional rye whiskey. The 15, we've both agreed, is is probably the best rye for cigars on oh. the market, period. Oh, yeah. Um, and this is no exception. Um, this would be delicious with the old smoky oaky. And um, we've enjoyed a fair few cigars, actually, with this bottle. Yeah, yeah that's fabulous. And you can't find it anymore. It doesn't exist, so... Uh, speaking no, of, yeah, he sold all of it, of course, because uh, it's that good. Speak, and he was also the first person in Maryland to have a 15 year old barrel as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was yeah. out there, it was this was like 360 bucks. It was not a cheap bottle, but damn if it's not exceptional. And for me, I'm going with the old company. I'm being a company boy today since I had uh, uh, our CEO in town with me and then my president of sales and director of marketing and all that fun stuff. So from our whiskey club, uh, this is a couple releases back. It is the Westward Chardonnay cask. So you can get you can't get this one unless that they do an old library open. But uh, we do offer distillery only releases and we do a whiskey club. It's a few hundred bucks, and if you're allowed to have whiskey mailed to your state, you'll get about five or six bottles a year from us. And uh, that's pretty cool. Much like our Pinot Noir, which is one of our regular expressions, uh, this is Willamette Chardonnay casks, so uh, uh, French oak, and you get that butter in the nose right off the jump. Oh, yeah, that's lovely. A lot of lot of bright green apple in that whiskey. Mm-hmm doesn't have a ton of that um barley kind of crunch to it uh 90 proof drinks great wonderful little whiskey and uh like i said go to uh westward.com westwardwhiskey.com for our whiskey club if that's something you are interested in i also have one i have not opened yet i just got a sauterne cask as well so sauterne cask yeah sauterne finishes are always fabulous so mr graham tell everybody what they need to make sure they always do remember to drink responsibly unless you're in the safe confines of your home your family's asleep and your is either pissed the title away or about to get relegated then do whatever the fuck you want heard hey mel you mind cheersing with me my dear Ooh, that was a nice little clingy good enough mr graham good enough we'll let it we'll, we'll let it go The title was on the line this midweek, and regrettably for the young upstart gunners, the juggernaut that is Man City has changed the course of the title race. Man City 4, Arsenal 1. Mr. Graham, my notes say let Sam go. So the floor is yours. Uh, Just before he goes on the floor, I want to point out that Pat is in the chats. He might not make it till later, but he wanted to listen some, but he thinks Graham might be too sad to read his email. <laughs> oh, no. Very good. I think I'll read the fucking email because I'm a professional, okay? <laughs> All right, Mr. Um, Graham, the floor is yours. So it, it's I've never really been in this place. It's a really weird place to be. Um, I feel less bad than I did when Lester won the title. Because we only lost three times that season. Or, I'm sorry, Leicester only lost three times. We beat them both times. Mm-hmm. Um, we continued 
our run in the Champions League. That was actually the last season we had Champions League football uh, at mm-hmm. the Emirates Stadium. And, um, yeah, until now, because we are uh, with other results this week and midweek, we are guaranteed Champions League football again. Right. That was the aim at this the season. So did we accomplish our goal? Yes. Um, you know, we let points slip to weaker opposition in that 2015 season, uh, of course. And that um, was bitterly, bitterly disappointing. And we still finished in second. That was also at the same time the last St. Totteringham's Day that we had prior to this year. So are we progressing? Yes. Are we doing well or at the moment? No, obviously, but in the context of the, the big picture of the season, yes, we are. Um, yesterday was an, unfor- or, uh, it was an unfortunate circumstance where we had to get a win, which means we had to leave ourselves exposed. We had to push. Um, city are how they are. And, I, uh, it was end of month. It still is end of month, obviously. And I got busy. I checked my phone at about 20 minutes gone in the game, uh, and saw that they had scored first and promptly didn't look at it again the rest of the time because I, we were fucked. We only had the chance of weathering the storm for the first 20 minutes and then catching them on the break once or twice, maybe. And scoring first was, the key cog in my opinion of winning that game and it only took them six and a half minutes to to do us um probably should have been less thomas Partey's probably should have been a penalty um but uh then Michael consider Oliver was kind to us in that moment then consider that a wash because john stone's goal was definitely offsides yeah well especially very much at, uh, which will come on to this Hampton uh, goal that got disallowed late on against um, Bournemouth. Uh, Bournemouth. I mean, what advantage is Che Adams gaining there? You know what I mean? Like, so I don't even. I, VAR is. I understand why there's a lot of money at stake. I understand all that. Stuff. However, dot dot dot. It kind of takes the fun out of it. It 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 just annoys me. And these very marginal decisions. Is like why do we care about this this toenail? Right. Like that's like come on. It, seriously, what advantage is he gaining from that? You know, it's just it's frustrating. But Harry um, Kane runs but, in front of a shot, and it's not considered distracting the goalkeeper. Like it just it it very you, much yeah. feels like VAR sees what it wants to see. I know I've said that at nauseum, but it really does feel like that is honestly the case. Yeah, I mean, the the VAR is still a fucking human being. So there's still going to be human error, especially if they don't follow the fucking protocols that they're supposed to be following. Um, it is, if you listen back to, to the last six months of shows, I have been very coy about not getting excited. Mm-hmm. I have not let myself get excited until the turning point was about mid-March when we beat Manchester United. Yeah. And I said, I believe now. And that's the kick in the nuts. Is let self excited and it only took him four weeks to fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the part that really hurts. That's the part that really bothers me. Um, That's the part that makes me sad. And I'm not angry. I get it. It's a young team. 
we've achieved the goals that we had set out prior to the start of the season. We have exceeded those goals, to be honest, leading the league for six months. I mean, we did well. You know, I think the bookies have us down to a three and a half percent chance um, at, at winning the league now because City have the requisite games in hand to go two points clear of us, which means they need to fuck up a minimum of two times. Right. So, you know what? For the next three days, I'm going to enjoy us being on top of the league for the last time yeah. this season, in in my opinion, because we lost the league yesterday. And if I didn't let myself get excited, I'd be a lot less depressed. But I did let myself get excited, and it's just it's just a gut shot. It's bitterly disappointing. And the same thing I told my wife yesterday. We had um, you've bought a house before, you know the uh, the rush, rush, rush at the beginning. Then there's nothing, and rush, rush closing. Right. Right. Well, our loan officer didn't give us a due date for some documents and then sent us a threatening email that they were going to lay closing if they didn't receive them yesterday. <laughs> so not only was it end of month, very busy, I had that on my mind. I had the game on my mind. And finally, when I got decompressed and sat down last night and I poured a whiskey and Carly looked at me and she said, are you okay? And I was like, it's been 19 fucking years. Yeah, and we had it in our hands, and they couldn't come through for me, and I'm really been stressed, and that's that's where it just kind of popped, um, and that was the straw that broke the camel's back. But I, at the same time, again, am immensely proud of this team. My support for this team has never been stronger. They made me fall in love with them again this season, and I just want them to do well, and I will forever wear this badge on me and drink from this chalice and we go again next year all right good well before we get into manchester city why don't you go ahead and uh pour something you haven't had to pour in quite a while i don't know if i have any you have it's been so long it may have gone bad already seen it no it's sam one would debate it's always been bad and it is impossible for something to go bad (laughs) if it ages longer probably be better be honest Well, this is my first shot of Malort for quite a while. Um, And I know you wanted me to come on here and be angry and get clicks and clickbait and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? I take the shot of Malort with pride. Um, Arsenal held run the season. And you know what? It's still not over. I'll take that 3% chance because if you told me we had a 3% chance at the beginning of the year in August, if you told me we had a 3% chance to win the league in May, which began... I'd have taken, I'd have, I'd have ripped your hand off for it. So, we're where we need to be on the path. Yes, it's disappointing. Yes, it was in our hands, but the boys are growing, the boys are developing. And I'm super proud of them. And uh, despite having to do this, I commend them for for this season and this performance. Oh, let me just say the this could be City's last run because of uh what who knows what is going to be in store for them with financial fair play remember they did break financial play fair play 114 times you can't imagine that some of it's not going to stick um and you wonder is you know you know, De Bruyne got that goal today, but is De Bruyne truly happy? There's been a bad run for him in the season, and you just kind of wonder. But, 
you have Erling Holling and that fixes all your fucking problems because that man played a stellar fucking match. Um, it's not rated by the goal he scored at the end. It was the hold-up play that he did the entire match and the pass he made that led to the first goal. I mean, it was... Bruyne, yeah. That was... it for, for a City fan, this is exactly why you bought this man was for this game in this moment, and he was fucking massive for uh, City. Mm-hmm. Is, is it just me that got annoyed the fact he decided to play the last 20 minutes with his hair down? Hey, he hasn't done that all season. Yeah, I think I think he was having a goat, you know, going at you, going at you guys. That really, yeah. that really pissed me off, actually. Yeah. Uh, here's if the, I was Rob Holding, I'd be exceptionally annoyed. Yeah, you know, uh, he, he threw Rob Holding around a lot. <laughs> he, Rob Holding, yeah, Rob no Holden do so good. Goal, so suck yeah. a dick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm sure he'd rather not have a goal and have not given up four. You know, that yeah, would fair. probably. It's a defender. And two of them were his fault directly. Exactly. Now, um, the bigger question that we're looking at because, you know, the whole season it was a fairly good lead for uh, Arsenal. You felt like you know they were really in the driver's seat, but now all suddenly everything flips. City's now looking at the title. Yep. They're now in the FA Cup final against uh, United. And they beat Bayern to advance in the Champions League. And now they've got a weakened Real Madrid in front of them. You have to think if they can get past Madrid. Now, that's a big ask because Carlo and the boys know how to win these games. City does not know how to win these games in the Champions League. But you have to imagine if they can get to the final of the Champions League... The treble is real. This can really happen for for City. Well, here's here's the thing. Um, the cool part about it is City has been in a final before, obviously, when they mm-hmm. lost to Chelsea. Um, Chelsea at the time were a, not as big of a machine as as uh, as City were, but I, I would liken Chelsea in that moment in that season to be how kind of Arsenal is now they had started their rebuild they faltered a little bit got a new manager in and he was brilliant uh, when he first took over Thomas Tuchel kind of reworked that whole system and got players where they needed to be to make it happen and now obviously things change when Roman Abramovich and, and everybody got the money frozen and then Bowley comes in and goes nuts and Chelsea's now in a shambles which you know is, is understandable Mm-hmm. Um, but, but Frank, City, Sam, Frank, if they were, Frank's going to fix if, it. If if they were facing Real Madrid in the final, I would because that's the game that they won. Right. I would fancy Madrid to win it, weakened or not. Right. But the fact that they're facing Madrid in the semifinal, I think is going to be is going to be pretty straightforward, <laughs> and I think City are going to brush them aside like they did Bayern Munich. The only chance Arsenal have at the point is they focus too much on that game, and he decides that Pep, being he, decides to tinker too much with their team the weekend. You have Fulham chasing European places. You have games against Everton, Brighton away, uh, both of those games away. But I just and uh, I think they also play Chelsea as well. Frank ain't going to fix that, um, but I, I just don't see where where City's going to drop points. I'm just – I'm looking at their schedule. And in the league, they could play their entire second team. And I don't see where they're going to drop points, really. Mm -hmm. 
Well, look at the pop. So, especially with the, the lack, and we'll come on to it, but the lack of, of Brighton response following that disappointment, I said it on day. That was my concern about how they were going to be. And City see them, what, two games from now? Yeah, yeah. So are they going to have that confidence back? Probably not. I mean, City could do them for five yeah, down there not and, and not even get out of second gear the way they played uh, yesterday. So it's it's for, you know, I hope they keep one eye on both of those competitions and Pep over it be great. That would help. We still have to now do what we have to do. It's not in our hands. But for them, I mean, the the and that's really the biggest issue. We have past Leandro Trossard, you know, Eddie and Katia is coming off the bench. Oh, okay, does that really inspire confidence? Reese Nelson, does that really inspire confidence? He he brought on Julian Alvarez, a fucking cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Riyad Mahrez is coming off the bench, you know, multiple trophy winner, yeah. uh, you know, uh, across multiple teams as well. Forget he was with Leicester when they won the title. So the the depth and quality, the depth and quality is is stark. And then of course you've got fucking Thor up front. Which what are you supposed to do with that? Well, Grammy, let's look at the positives. It sucks right now for you. But at least if City does win the treble, it'll really fucking piss off United supporters. We turn our attention to the bottom of the league, which has a which was loaded with results. Leicester City one, Leeds one, Nottingham Forest three, Brighton one, Newcastle four, Everton one. Uh, Leeds get the early lead. It looks like Leeds is going to get an opportunity to score a second, and they just piss it away. And honestly, they're lucky mm-hmm. Leicester didn't beat them because Leicester, when Leicester turned it on, Leicester really turned it on. They're lucky that Yuri Tillman's first goal was offside because that would, I feel like, would have been the nail on the coffin to begin with. Yeah. It was a spectacular strike. Yeah, fair and enough. I don't think you'd have been you'd have gotten Lester off the cloud nine at that point. Yeah, no, I don't um, disagree. They, they would have been flying, but that did that disappointment from the VAR check, I think, is what kind of kept Leeds in the game, to be honest with you. Um I mean he scored from all of thirty yards out, uh, with a, a booming strike. Um, but it ends up being Sinistera that gives Leeds the lead. Um, they're just bad enough to have gifted it away, really, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Um now, Patrick Bamford did have a chance at the end, uh, much like Eric Dyer, who we'll talk about later uh, today uh, in Spurs United, where it almost seemed harder to not hit the target. Oh, yeah, that, that, that uh, ball on the backside, that was bad. That just, was very bad. You know, and and that those are the kinds of things when you're down that end of the table at this stage of the season, if you don't get the rub of that green, it doesn't look good for you. Yeah, um, the Foxes are getting points at the right time, man. They got the 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 win against mm-hmm. Wolves and the draw here. Uh, they're not fully safe, obviously, because it's still it's all two three points. It's it's still you know God Everton goes and gets a win in against Leicester, and suddenly Everton's out of the drop. It's it's so yep. fucking tight between those four clubs between Leicester mm-hmm. Forest. Uh, Leeds and uh, Everton right now. It's it's insane mm-hmm. how fucking tight it is. And I mean, yeah, we're I mean, gonna. It's only two two points difference from you guys and Leeds. Now the goal differential may come into play, obviously. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're looking at the table, which I just pulled up, now 
West Ham still aren't completely out of it, by the way. I still kind of include them in this chat because they're only four points clear. Well, five points clear of Leicester, um, six points clear of you guys, but they have a couple of tough games coming up as well. Okay. Uh, West Ham do. Now, they've gotten some results in the last few weeks, which have really helped them, but they've got a, a, a difficult run in, I think, uh, uh, as well. Um, but you look at Leeds is minus 21, Forest is minus 31. Leicester are minus 13. They're the ones sitting the prettiest in the goal differential situation. Mm-hmm. And you guys are minus 25, which isn't particularly great, but you're six better than Forrest, and Leeds are capable of shipping four goals in a game. Yeah, the problem was, problem was is today we needed to not ship four goals, and we did. Right. And we almost yeah. shipped a fifth if, uh, if VAR wasn't uh, helpful to us with an offside. So, yes, Producer Mel. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to get to that in just a second. I want to get through the first two games first, but I've got I've got my thoughts on that. Believe you, believe you me, I definitely have my thoughts hey, on don't that. Don't worry, we'll get, we'll get there. I, you know listen, what? Everybody, that, that doesn't surprise me. There will be people who listen to this just to hear us both be sad. I, I get it. I get it. It's part of the show. Why don't Why don't you send Pat the link to this group therapy session? Because I don't really care what that he wants to see his bet on the sixth pick of the ninth round of the NFL draft is going to be. Um, whether it comes through or not for him, his $10 bet on the sixth pick of the ninth round. Uh, yes, 69, Pat. I said that. Fuck you. It, it, you know, let us get our shit out in our own time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't rush us. Uh, it's a group therapy session. We all get our turn. Moving on, uh, Forrest finally get a home win at the city ground. It has been a while where that had been such a fortress for them. That that's that's big. And here's the thing, like like you said, it it was definitely a a bad response from Brighton. Brighton had seventy two percent of the ball. They had all the chances in the fucking world. Yeah, they just pissed I, it I off. Feel like they were dangerous. No, they weren't. Not I didn't at all. feel like they were really dangerous at all. Felt um, a lot like the FA you know, Cup semifinal. I, I think, I think they had Kayla chances, Navis but they weren't did, dangerous. Did well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like Kalen Navis did, did well a couple of times, but like Matoma doesn't look ruthless anymore at all. Um, Ferguson's, you know, coming back from an injury and stuff. So they just don't look like they have that cutting edge. Um, and, and the goal came, uh, you know, a rebound. Um, which is fine. I mean, you have to be there, but like another. Beyond, by the way, another another sudden, kid, another kid for uh, for Brighton scoring a goal. Oh yeah, um, Buenanote. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, not, I think he's eighteen. Yeah. Is his first goal for Brighton. Another young South American gem that they found. Yeah, that's they know um, they know where to find players and they know where to find them cheap. Yeah, definitely. But, but you you look at this you look at this game. Um, and and really, Forrest, there were a few Brighton flurries forward where they kind of looked like maybe something might happen. But every time Forrest picked up the ball, they were pumping. And, you know, Estupion was a stupido twice mm-hmm. and got caught in possession the first time. Should have been a penalty, in my opinion. 
Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. This one was a penalty. It actually got saved. That's right. The the first one here was a penalty. Yeah. Um, but he dwelled on the ball in the box and then let it click off his own heel and took out um, uh, whoever he took out. Uh, but the penalty was saved. Actually, it was a good penalty too. Uh, but Jason Steele saved it. it. Was was quite well done to be honest. Um, and then he got caught in possession about halfway between his box and midfield, and uh, and um, was it Danilo that ran in and, mm-hmm. and finished very well to the far corner? It, it just like what are you guys doing? It's just stuff that they have not done all season. Mistakes they haven't made. We saw them here, and I think I am certain. Because on Monday I made the prediction. This is a direct result of of Sunday's um, of Sunday's result. This yeah. performance was a direct result of Sunday's of uh, Sunday's game. Uh, for for Forrest, this stops the bleeding because you just seemed like you were reserved to going down and getting a big win like this. We've talked about it constantly. Those are the games that keep you up. When you look at the end of the season. You look at the key games at home that your team found a way to win, and that's why they're in 17th and 16th place and not in 18th and 19th place is what it ultimately comes my, to. I, I, I tend to agree with you. My my full opinion kind of on this is, you know, kind of the same as it is for my club, right? Sunday's result informed this coming game for Forrest. Mm-hmm. The FA Cup semifinal made this game an opportunity for Forrest because if you take Sunday out of the equation, Brighton were flying and I didn't see any way that Forrest were going to be anywhere near this level. Right. Yeah. And this as in the context of the season, every manager goes, all right, we should win this game. These are key games that we have to win. They're teams that either might be around us or whatever. But if you're this high up in the table, like no team looks at Manchester city and goes, we're going to win that game, right? Right. Arsenal didn't lose the title because of yesterday. Arsenal lost the title because of the draws against Southampton, West Ham, and wherever the other fucking team. I can't even remember it now. Liverpool. The third team. Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool, that's who it was. But, you know, you don't – even the Liverpool game, you wouldn't have targeted at the beginning of the season and gone, we're going to go to Anfield and win, right? You would have compensated. You said that may be a draw or loss. We have to pick up points against Southampton and West Ham to make sure we cover that that bad result. Right? You always kind of managers plan for these sorts of things. And it seems like in a in a very bad way for both Arsenal and Forest, they kind of looked past the games that were in front of them and gone we got to get to this game and, and do this. And, and it's going to be a key game. We had in the last few weeks have been absolute dog shit. Well, Sunday happens to Brighton, which bitterly disappointing. And we saw it with Newcastle again, after the Carlin cup final, uh, like I said, on Monday and Forrest, all of a sudden it clicks. It goes, Hey, there's a wounded animal here. Time for a pounce. And they ended up taking their chance. The, the city ground was rocking. The fans understood their assignment and everybody got on board and Forrest looked dangerous uh, in, in most instances. Yep. And Brighton just didn't. Yeah, agreed. Uh, moving on to Everton and Newcastle. Uh, Everton come out looking good. Lots of pressure. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin gets multiple chances. Unfortunately, can't put it in the net. And then they fuck it right off with the first goal that got scored. It's funny. Colin Wilson is being a shit house. It's what Colin Wilson does. 
Fucking Jordan Pickford's letting it get to him on when he keeps running around and following him every time he tries to punt the ball. And then you look at the goal that gets scored. They have two guys in the box. We have eight. And they score that goal. And you're just like, why is nobody just stepping to the ball? Like the the Joe that well, goal doesn't happen if Joe Linton doesn't get off a shot. And they gave Joe Linton a a, a clear path to put it in the back of the net. And then the second yeah. half, they they pushed a little. And then the minute that second goal happened, it was like, it is over. And by the end, the yeah. Goodison Park was fucking empty. There was only a handful of people left. Well, my, my issue with some of this is, I, Dice has been there, what, six weeks now, eight weeks, something like that. A little longer than um, that. Uh, I don't know why, especially with a few players that have played under him previously, why they are just not picking up his defensive tactics. Why is, I don't understand the organizational problem because that's exactly what he was known for. Mm -hmm. And for Joel Linton, you know, the, the chance that really stands out is for Joel Linton to be standing inside the six completely unmarked and has a free header from that Joe Willett cross. Mm-hmm. It, was that was that their second goal? That was third? goal number two. That was goal number two. That was their second. It's the one that really stands out as what are you doing? Yeah. Like what have you paid attention to in training? Yep. Because that is not a Sean Dice thing. The other thing that is very uncharacteristic about Sean Dyche and a few of the players that have played under him previously at Burnley was the manner in which Alexander Izak slaughtered six of your players down the with goal nobody line. Nobody trying to break his leg. Yeah. Just give up Not the penalty at that player. point. Give up the fucking penalty. Give up the penalty. Don't let, let him walk down the line Sam. like that. I'm not saying I'm good enough for this level of football. Don't get me wrong. But if Sam Graham or Rob Holmes was on that field, would Alexander Izak be walking into the six-yard box? No. No. He'd have been on the fucking ground. There would have been a penalty shot, but he would have been on the ground, especially in a 3-1 match right after they fucking score. Right after Everton mm -hmm. fucking score. Legitimately within seconds. mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the part that really worries me, man, for y'all. That's the part that really gets me worried. Mm-hmm. It's fair. Now, I want to turn one attention to Newcastle real quick, and then I'll give you my, my thoughts on where Everton is currently and what everything means. The Newcastle's finally starting to score goals. This is a problem for, for the league because now they already don't give up a lot of goals. And now suddenly they're starting mm-hmm. to learn how to score. Watch out! <laughs> what, what's that? What's that in a row? Six one five one four one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, insane. Yeah, fifteen goals in three games is pretty fucking decent. Yeah, yeah. And also getting the monkey off their back for on the road because they hadn't been playing well on the road for a while. And yep. you know, uh, yeah, Everton gave them gave them hell at the start of the match, but by the end. Goodison is empty and the Newcastle fans are singing oh Anthony Gordon just to have a piss because it wasn't like Anthony did anything when he got subbed on they were just singing it 
to have a piss. Like that was the only reason why they were doing it. And it now, it now leads Everton to the same place that you guys were in this Wednesday, next Monday at Leicester, Everton has to win. They cannot be a draw. Everton have to win. If they want any chance at survival, that game has to be a W. And conversely for Leicester, if Leicester wants to stay in the league, they have to win that game and put Everton to the sword. Um, we'll get into well, the, 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 the good you know. part to that. There is a positive thing to that, though, because Lester will have to come forward, which will create space for a Wobi who I thought was fucking excellent in this game. Mm-hmm. As as shit as it was for your team, a bright spot was a Wobi, and the other silver lining was as off the pace as Calvert Lewin looked last game. In this game, he looked quite sharp. I think he had three, maybe four shots on target yeah. out of Calvert-Lewin, yeah. one of which he put in the back of the net, obviously, which won't count on any statistic because he got ruled off for VAR. But where he looked a little rusty that first game, he looked a lot sharper in this one. Yeah. And um, him, and it's him and, and Wobi together. It has a, issues. Yeah. It's him and Wobi together that are doing that. I mean, yeah, and you're right. With Lester, let's face it, in this Leeds, the Leeds-Lester draw – it was Sinuchu and a pal face were the two center backs. That is something of yeah. nightmares right now for Leicester. It should be. They should be terrified. Oh, yeah. Now, especially facing DCL with the quality of chances that he himself created, that's that should be a worry. Yeah. Agreed. For, uh, for Leicester big time. I mean, I think you guys could get a couple of goals. Yep, I, I, I don't disagree, and that's the case. That's where we are now. For Everton, and we'll talk about it next week because we'll only have nine games, we'll take a look at the teams in the relegation zone. We'll look at their remaining fixtures. I know Everton's right off the jump, which is at Leicester, at Brighton, home to City, at Wolves, home to Bournemouth. And you have to assume, I mean, maybe Brighton start to piss it off and, and start to fall behind, and maybe we get lucky, but I doubt it. I very seriously doubt it. Um, City maybe too far outside the zone there, right? City, yes, we drew them. That ain't they're gonna remember that, and that ain't happening again. The 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 bloods in the fucking water. They're gonna fucking march to the to the title. I doubt they're gonna fuck anything off the rest of the season. Um, good yeah. news, good news. Wolves and Bournemouth are pretty much safe and won't care by the end. So, but you also have to play them still. You have to score first. In those type of games, mm-hmm. if you they score a goal, they'll go, okay, well, you know what? We'll have a run today. And they are both, by definition, better than Everton in the table. And they both have beaten Everton already. So, yep. I, the, I, the other thing about scoring first is they end up exposing themselves more. You know, if, like I said in, in, in our match, the only chance we had of winning was scoring first because then we could sit back and be organized and build as we wanted to build, right? Yeah. When they score first, you have to go forward now. In a must-win game, you have to bomb forward. Right. And that just leaves those channels wide open. Mm-hmm. So Everton has to get that first goal. And if you can get that first goal, you can settle into being compact first and then building as you see fit. And that's that's the key because if they if they get that goal, you have to leave yourself exposed, trying to equalize and then trying to win. Mm-hmm. And it just you you're susceptible to the counterattack at that point. Yeah, 
Uh, Mr. Graham, any final thoughts before I go ahead and say what I have to say, do my shot of my Lord and end this segment? I really do that you stay up. Um, if anybody can organize a defense, it is Sean Dyche. I don't know why it's taking so long. And I just really hope that the players, Michael Keane specifically, Tarkovsky specifically, that have played under him before can their heads and their asses because they were part of the problem in this game yeah. and defensively. Um, this wasn't the midfield's fault. Onana, Gay, and uh, DeCorey played very well, and they were winning lots of balls, and they were doing everything. This was yeah. the, all defense, all all on the defense. And I just I just really hope that, that you all can figure it out because the difference between last and in this season, for me, that I'm noticing – is I don't see the togetherness between the fans, the team, the team themselves, just amongst each other, the manager. I mean, by the end of it, Sean Dice was just sitting there going, what the fuck can I do? Yeah. Uh, the... And that, that's very worrisome. So um, I hope you do it. Um, but it is quite scary. So take it away, my friend. So the fans uh, were great leading up to the game. They were great throughout the game until it got out of hand and also at that point once it gets out of hand I don't blame him for leaving I don't blame him for because what are you going to do you can't sit there and boo because if you're sitting there and booing all you're doing is bringing down the boys so the boys you just you go you know what it's like when you're really angry at your spouse and you go you know what I'll, I'll fucking talk to you tomorrow I love you but I'm gonna talk to you tomorrow you know we've done that before should give me weird looks but that's kind of that situation for the fans it's they love their team and i want to make this very clear i want my team to stay the fuck up i do now allow me to say the following we fucking deserve this we have done this to ourselves we have mismanaged our funds and our board has been trash and has not cared they have made up assaults. They have hidden from the fucking games and not shown up when there needs to be a unified front moving forward. When when our fans demanded more, fucking Ken Wright had the audacity to just say, well, I know you all are concerned about my health and ignoring the actual problem. We are the banter club. We deserve to be the banter club. Uh, teams that supporters who do not like us I get there's people that like this show that like me and they don't want me to see my team go down but they don't like my team and the and they're laughing at us right now and frankly we fucking deserve this like every single ounce that has led to this moment this is what we fucking deserve and here's the thing if we barely survive this year we have this problem to worry about again next year because who the fuck are we signing? All the, all, the move, all the moves we made, people that we sold, we sold them so that we could manage our books. And I guarantee you, our number one ain't going to be our number one next year if we stay up. Us signing him to that five-year deal just guaranteed that we're going to get $60 million for him and not $20 million for him. That's what it is. And uh, I do the shot here and end the segment, but... 
again, I want my team to stay up. I cannot imagine my team in the championship, and I don't know where that's going to lead us. I'd like to think we'd be like Newcastle or West Ham, win the fucking league, come the back, come right the fuck back up, done and dusted, don't think about it. But in the back of my mind, you don't think for a second, I don't think we're Leeds. I don't think we're fucking Sunderland. I don't think that we don't have the finances or the fucking youth academy to be able to support what we need to be able to do in the championship. Absolutely, that is a fucking fear. And again, as I take the shot, we fucking deserve this and any Everton supporter who doesn't think we don't deserve this take a hard look in the mirror because you are as delusional as Arsenal fucking TV cheers (laughs) thanks for bringing it back to me rounding out the rest of the league and oh so that happened Aston Villa won Fulham nil Wolverhampton 2, Palace 0, Liverpool 2, West Ham 1, Brentford 2, Chelsea 0. Hey, but they have Frank. Bournemouth 1, Southampton 0, Manchester (laughs) United 2, Tottenham 2. Let's run through these quick because there's really not a ton to really dissect out of all of these. Villa continuing to do what they're supposed to do. They're beating the teams they're supposed to beat, and they are level on points with fucking Tottenham in fifth and sixth place. The only thing that separates them is goal differential. You know what, Villa? Great fucking work. <clears throat> Sorry. It's absolutely. This team was, what, 13th place Whoa. with Gerard doing terrible? Like, this team has completely turned around. Completely turned around. Yeah. Two, a lone move, two lone moves is what they did in the, in the, the winner window. Like, they're fucking rolling. They're absolutely rolling. Even Tyrone scoring. Yeah, that's true, by the way. What I would say is you did get let off the hook here uh, because uh, Andreas Pereira's overhead kick went wide. Mm-hmm. I feel like if that went in, y'all could have been in a ton of trouble the same way that Yuri Tillman's goal disallowed. Something spectacular like that kind of galvanizes a team. And the fact that it did not go in, I think, saved you in this game because it wasn't a ton that you dominated truly, but you rode the wave well and you got the goal when you needed it and and then weathered the storm at the end and you were fine. It was a a professional performance from Villa. Um, And um, to be honest, as, as... you know, the way they just helicopter around with the cocks out, I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> uh, moving moving on, Wolves, uh, you know, they get the early lead. Really, Palace had all the chances and then the penalty at the end. But credit to Wolves, you found a way to get the fucking W. And that's exactly what they needed to do. And they did. And I think we're looking at two teams that are comfortably safe. Well, they they had that warning shot just two minutes in, um, Palace. Uh, And they didn't heed that warning. Mm -hmm. Um, I I really tipped this game for a draw, to be honest with you. That's what I thought. Again, I think we talked about it the other day, that Seinfeld joke of, you know, if the horse is aware that they could be euthanized during the race, there'd be some mighty fine... (laughs) 
stepping going down that yep. home stretch. Right? Don't disagree. This Do not disagree. Like, hey, if we both take a point here, we don't hurt, but we're actually a little better off. Yeah. Because one of these idiots behind us is going to lose and we extend our lead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of a gentleman's agreement. But then Yalcom Anderson uh, scores a very unfortunate own goal. Yeah. <laughs> that he didn't know. I don't think he knew much about it. I don't think it was really his fault necessarily. It's terribly unlucky. Um, although it was very about face like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, and then a, a few good saves here and there for both teams. And, and Palace really did push the issue. They just couldn't find the back of the net. Jose saw was excellent. Uh, and the Wolves defense, um, gotten in front of a lot of stuff. So I think Roy, Roy did what he needed to do. He got him out of the discussion of being in trouble. And now they're just going to see out the rest of the season. And I think, unfortunately, Palace is left with more questions than answers. It's this really incredibly young, talented team. But who the fuck is going to take them to the next step? Because the well, next who's, step should have been this season. And it's not like the step needs to be big. The step is finishing 10th. That's the step. It doesn't have to be a huge step. And yet again, but yet again, they are where they always are, which is like 11th to 14th. That's just where they are. Yeah. Always. That's that's absolutely fair. Which by the way, I would kill for, I would kill for right now to be that I would kill to be crystal palace right now in that situation too. Yeah. No, I feel you. Absolutely. I, I do want to spare a moment um, for uh, Neto's ankle. Because Johnston came fucking flying out of there. Yeah, he did. Yes, he now, did. Now, Neto did a lot of extra rolling around. I'm sure that was incredibly painful. Um, and there were some theatrics involved in the reaction. But Johnston, I mean, you know, it got in there a second earlier and Neto's foot was properly planted. He could have snapped his leg and ass. Yeah, no shit. He came flying out of the fucking goal. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, well, let's keep rolling here. Uh, oh, I didn't even put it. Oh, I didn't even put notes in because that's how fucking exhilarating it was for me. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Liverpool get the win over West Ham, despite the fact that West Ham scored first, and you're just kind of like, ha oh, it's going to be one of these games, isn't it, for Liverpool? But they responded pretty quickly. Yeah, they did. Um, I'll take care of this, Sam, because once again, as I Pat, I'm quite the professional. I have my notes here uh, Good. Uh, taken care of. Um, both teams did start pretty well, uh, but Luke, Lewis Pita, and it's no surprise that him coming back from that injury has really changed West Ham's fortunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, their midfield looks so much more cohesive with him uh, in the team. And it was his surging run, just playing one-twos off of what seemed like every player on the pitch uh, on the way to his fine, fine finish uh, to open the goal, uh, open the goal scoring. But um, West Ham didn't hold on to it long. Five minutes later, Gakpo equalized. Uh, and then as a pretty good strike. It was all right, I guess. Um, and Fabianski wasn't forced into a few saves, but West Ham didn't lay down in this game. I mean, they, they created chances. If I was smoky, I, you know, that two-year deal I was talking about Monday for David Moyes, I would I'd maybe make that three to four years uh, after seeing this performance. Um, because they, you know, West Ham, they had their tails up a bit. Now, they a little unfortunate, um, but, you know, they were excellent, I thought. Uh it's just an unfortunate performance and they left Joel Matip un- unmarshaled and uh, that sharpshooter uh, 
had a uh, a bullet header fucking uh, hit the back of the net. I thought it was going to rip a hole in the net with that header. Yeah, no, fantastic. No shit. And now Liverpool find themselves uh, just, I think, two points behind, jumping in front of Tottenham for uh, fourth place. So they're right there. They're looking. They're they. they looks like they're going to probably find a way to get into Europe. And uh, I think it's going to end up being Brighton odd man out uh, at the end of the day because I don't think Villa's yeah. slipping. I don't think yeah, Villa's slipping. Yeah, I tend to agree. <clears throat> I tend to agree. I, I, Villa haven't had again. I, I, you point to you point to Saturday or uh, Sunday rather that that bitter disappointment of of not getting in. I don't know what Robert Sanchez is, is feeling. I didn't see any news that he was injured, but I don't know what he's feeling having being dropped for that forest game. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, confidence is low in, in that team yeah. uh, at the moment. And if they don't get their shit together quickly, I, I really did think with forest run of form, you know, that'd be a great place to start rebuilding your confidence. And they just didn't do it. They didn't take that chance. And now they have a string of games that is, is troublesome. Yeah. Where some of these other clubs don't, they have easier run-ins. And um, Brighton may fall, may very well fall away, which would be quite sad because I was, I was excited to see them in Europe. They're so close to Gatwick. It would have been very easy for them to get to the airport. <laughs> um, you know, uh, all that it. kind of stuff. I mean, they're actually closer to Gatwick than Palace, I think, aren't mm-hmm. they? By just a few miles. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, now nah, it was it was it was crazy. And, and Liverpool, I mean, the Liverpool airport—they're very difficult to get to Eastern Europe from there. So that Europa League ties are going to be hard. That group stage is going to be a lot of fucking effort. Hard. Uh, <laughs> Continuing on, still I couldn't even keep a straight face. Still, no wins for Frank. The whole point was just to come and steady the ship, and Frank can't even fucking do that. They had lots of opportunities. It's, it's, it's the same. It's the same situation they're having with uh, Graham Potter and Tuchel. Like they get plenty of opportunities, they just can't fucking score. And this was just kind of the classic smash and grab 2-0. How's your father? Fucking, we're going to score one early. We're going to score one late. Fuck you. This is over. Oh, you feel embarrassed, don't you? That is exactly what Brentford did to fucking Chelsea. Yeah, but again, I, I feel like this was another kind of weird game, kind of like the Brighton Forest game, uh, kind of like Spurs Man U, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Um, Chelsea had the better of the chances, but I really didn't feel like they would score i didn't believe it um they didn't look dangerous despite having the only couple of shots on t- in the opening what 20 minutes or whatever mm-hmm. um but uh obviously they then found themselves going behind to an aspilicueta to own goal again i don't think he knew much about it i think he felt the player in front of him was going to head the ball ended up not heading the ball and it just kind of carooned off his arm yeah uh, and went in the back of the net um, but Brentford did finally grow into the game and start creating some chances, and they looked the more likely to score, even though Chelsea had decent possession and and also created some chances themselves. Um, and then, uh, of course, Brentford's done it time and time again this season, a fucking devastating counterattack. A uh, little bit of a deflection, fine, but I think he was scoring anyway, to be honest. He hit that ball very well, Brian and Brum- uh, Buomo. And um and Brent walk at two 0 and you got to pay attention to him now. 
there's four teams in that kind of West London area you got to pay attention to. Yeah, and the big one for them is they jump in front of uh, Fulham now. They're now back in uh, ninth place. Fulham is in tenth. So for for as happy as Fulham will be that they're ahead of their quote true rival, which is Chelsea, they're going to be pretty fucking pissed off to find that their other rival Brentford is in front of them. You know that's that's the key but thing. All there. three of them will still be happy that the best Westland club QPR is still in the championship. <laughs> Very good. Here it is, Southampton, Bournemouth. Here's what I wrote. Cherries are safe, Saints are done. And I don't think there's much more that can be said. Nah, the only real sentence I wrote for this game was the first half really showed why both teams have been in trouble all year. Yeah. <clears throat> don't now, disagree. Bournemouth, through grit and determination and togetherness, have kind of gotten out of it in recent weeks. And that's pretty much what scored the goal here. Um and what I'd be worried about with Southampton is is halftime fucked you again. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely the case. Uh, finally, with the last match of the day, United 2, Tottenham 2. Uh, Spurs' lead at fourth and now fifth is all but gone. Um, you have Villa even on points, and you have Liverpool with a game in hand and only two behind you. And it's over. It's over. Mm-hmm. like you're now looking seventh place easily in the eyes. And the only positive is you figured out a way to get the draw after going down to nothing against United. That's that's something that's some. I mean, honestly, I was typing the notes as the games are going on from the bar. And my first half notes were, do Spurs even care? Do they even care? And they at least showed they cared. They at least showed they cared. I mean, kinda. This this game was was I think the weirdest of the bunch, to be honest with you. Um, there were chances created, but none of them were really good chances. Mm-hmm. And then there were so many wasted opportunities from both teams. How can you call either one of these teams elite? You know, it it wasn't just a bad day at the office. I mean, both teams have had this in them all season. You know what I mean? Yeah, and but it, you feel been, it was quite strange. But there were there were moments like Erickson's pass to Rashford out on the left wing, or Pedro Moro's strike, or Bruno's nutmeg, uh, a handful of Fraser Forrester saves. But for a good moment, there was a bad one I can think of. Also, Son missed a terrible chance. Eric Dyer, who I've already talked about today, uh, missing that chance. Bruno uh, crashing off the bar following that brilliant nutmeg. And then the ref allowing Son's equalizer. <laughs> How is that not offside? VAR sees what it wants to see, Sam. VAR sees what it wants was, to see. Richarlison was standing up next to De Gea. Yeah. What he needed to do is be is be Gilfie Sigurdsson and sitting down in front of uh, De Gea. And then that would have been distracting and uh, in, in the way, right? Yeah. Fucking weird, man. Sure, money. Uh, I lost again. No shit. This is getting old. I think I might start a new. Uh, you know what? I'll give it one go. Okay. I'll give it one more honest go before I start doing stupid shit. All right. You ready um, for mine? But yeah, so I am now down thirty-three hundred dollars. Um, nice. As it stands. Yeah, 0 for 33, which is terrible. 
So, uh, Sammy, what have you? Um, I have one more goal for fuck's sake is what I wrote because all they needed to do was score one more goal. That's all Liverpool had to do, just one more fucking goal. And, of course, they couldn't do it. And I am down $1,575. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. Graham, 12.903226% of the time. Works 100% of the time, and at least four times more than you it has worked this season, which is very nice. We're soon going to reach the point, Sam, where the only way you'll beat me is by an amazing bet, and you'll have, like, one bet that wins everything, and I will have had four bets get hit this season. All right, so yeah. couldn't get good odds on just Liverpool alone, so I'm going to take a two-game four-leg parlay. I am taking Newcastle and Liverpool both to win and both with over two and a half goals total in the game for plus 323. You don't need much um, since you're beating the shit out of me anyway. Uh, and my uh, mine isn't going to come in, to be honest. I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to get under 1,000. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I mean, and Pat will fuck it off at some point, I'm sure. So that's fine. You'll be good. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. I look less forward to this part than I did actually talking about my game. Heard. So here goes Pat's email. Big win, corners for celebrating. Uh-huh. Well, I won my big bet on Wednesday, and let me tell you, I had that match circled for over a month on my calendar. Now, I know my happiness comes at the expense of my buddy Sammy, so I'll put my cards on the table now. I'm actively rooting for Arsenal to pull it off and win the championship. Fucking cunt. Houston knows me well and can confirm that I like to see my friends happy when their sports teams win championships. Every this time, sound AI. Every it sounds like AI wrote it. Well, I'm sorry. Every single time San Francisco was in the World Series, he was actively rooting for the Giants to win. It was. Yeah, but he could have. He could have actively rooted prior to the Man City game. Would have been nice. Yeah. Don't. Uh, gentlemen. Yes. He's supposed to be asleep, but we have Pat on the line. Patty. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Somebody's hey, up past man. their bedtime. Man, you know what day it is? You know what day it is? Stra- it's Friday. <laughs> Friday. <laughs> Go in your boss's office, kick him in the nuts, tell him I'm not going to take this shit anymore. You know why? Because it's Friday. <laughs> take your paycheck, bet it all on black because it's Friday. Yes, Friday. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love hey, uh, it. Uh, Mel, Mel, quick programming note. Sam and I were too depressed to come up with an actual show title. So uh, thank Pat for that one today. It's, it's Friday. Friday. Yeah, because I didn't really want it to be We Deserve This, which is what it was going to so probably be. So not going to be bitterly disappointing? No, not going to be bitterly disappointing. <laughs> Oh, uh, Pat, do you have your bet in front of you or do you want? Hold on, before before he answers that, uh, hey, Pat, 
Yeah. How many A's are in Friday? Uh, there's about three A's and about five I's. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue on, please, gentlemen. Uh, Pat, do you have your bet? Uh, do you want to go ahead and say what you're betting this week? Since Because Sam left it at um, you were rooting for Arsenal to still win the title. I was about halfway through your email, so whatever you want to do. My email because on the it was, the stream must have been a little bit delayed before she got a hold of me. Oh, all good, all good. All right. Well, do you want me to start from my first front of my email, or just like go? Just from where? Uh, uh, just ask Sam. I always root for my friends to be successful. Like right around that it's, where that it's, sentence it's, was. It's, it's it's you should be starting it even if I dislike. Uh, even if I dislike your team, your happiness makes me happy. Unless your team is the fucking Yankees, fuck the Yankees. They go 100 years without winning another one. I'll be fucking happy. But I regret. Now my weekend bet. Uh, and I'm going to go way outside the box and have some fun. I'm going to make an all-corners parlay. I'm taking the over nine-and-a-half corners in Palace, West Ham, Brentford Forest, Bournemouth, Leeds, Leicester, Everton, and over ten and a half corners in the Liverpool Tottenham game. A hundred dollars pays off sixteen fifty. <laughs> oh, getting so proppy, Sam. This should be something you love. If it wasn't the first paragraph of the email, I probably would be excited about it. Aw, so disappointed. But it's Friday. But what's it's what's exactly Uh, this is I've never seen anything like this before in my life it's completely unconventional and actually I do love it (laughs) I I thought you would you want the roof for the unders right roof for the overs got it over definitely over nine and a half corners and all of them but one which is over ten and a half corners yeah, in the Tottenham game. Yep. There we go. Love it. Fucking that's love it. Fun. That, that starts from like seven a.m. on Saturday and ends at uh, one o'clock on Sunday. Beautiful. Oh awesome. no, Monday. Monday. Uh, Everton play on Monday. Oh, Everton Leicester is Monday. No. And, yeah, you're young. You you prove. Yeah, that's right. Monday. Yeah, Thanks, it goes sir. all week on Monday. There you go. All right, buddy. Thank you very much. Uh, you go enjoy the 14th round of the draft, and um, I'm sure you've probably had to switch to, like, some illegal feed because they don't air part of it. I heard um, that comment earlier. You know what I'm watching right now on TV? Why don't you take a guess? SVU. No, I'm watching poker. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Like- we appreciate it. I'll talk to you later. Fucking gold. (laughs) You know, he hung up for the first time ever. Pat hung up on us. Fucking gold. Absolute gold, Jerry. Fucking gold. I just want to say, by the way, he uh, meant digress, but said regress. That's fine. And based on his based on his performance, he has regressed yeah, tremendously. Don't stop him; he's on a roll. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> joking, joking, joking. All right. So to bring this home to my last uh, conscious bet of the season, because I'm going to start doing your bit with Man City starting on Monday. Heard. If I don't. Get to, um. 
my uh, and I'm betting against them so I can make up all the money I lost. By the way, but got that will start on Monday if I don't win this one. Heard. I've got Brentford to beat Forest on Saturday. I've got City to beat Fulham on Sunday. I've Newcastle to beat Southampton on Sunday, and then I have a draw between Manchester United and Aston Villa. Very what? good. What's that going to win you? That it's. It's at United. That's the only reason. If it was at home, Mel, I would have bet for you. Uh, that four-pick parlay, hundred-dollar bet, gets me one thousand and twenty-two dollars. There we go. Lovely, lovely. Right. Well, Villa's gonna fuck it up. <clears throat> well, you know, Pat hit on his bet. You and I, of course, missed on ours. But you know what? The chicken hit. <laughs> Some reverb on that chicken button. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Kitty Hit City and is back to even at 16 and 16. So for the weekend, I gave Kitty West Ham heading to Crystal Palace. Okay. Now, Kitty abruptly said she was busy and had to go. And so I watched her run down the hill and jump into a car, and wouldn't you know it? It was James Corden. He's got free time on his hands now. He doesn't have a show anymore. Uh, and it's kind of upsetting. It wasn't he wasn't alone in the car apparently. Okay. He was sitting with my mom, Jan. Huh. I I didn't know Jan was a singer. Uh, apparently, uh, she does like the karaoke. Okay. We discovered very good. that in Nashville, and yep. uh, she and Kitty are good friends. They have tea on a regular basis, and so I'm guessing by that entire mess that uh, James is an iron and Jan is a palace, so Kitty is picking a draw. Yeah, see, don't go off script. You're an excellent cold well, reader. I, there's the lighting. It's bad lighting. It's bad lighting. Do you know what you know what else is also bad besides the lighting? What's that? Forgetting to gamble equally and responsibly. Championship corner! I've fallen and I can't get up. Oh, no! No, I can't. I can't let it slide. Don't let it slide. Don't let it slide. slide. Sam's a parade. I'm a tunnel. And Jan's a karaoke. Or Jan's a palace is what you said. Jan's a palace. Yeah, well, she she picked him just for the Crystal Palace. So, yeah. Of which there is not a Crystal Palace. Apparently there used to be. Uh-huh. Anytime you say there isn't one, she'll tell you there used to be, and she knows the history. Very good. Well, Mr. Graham, what now, happened? My, what happened in the championship? Uh, the championship was a, a bit of a, a wild one. Yeah, you know on the segment Tuesday, I'll Burnley be doing next Blackburn. year. Super wild. Sheffield United two 0 over West Brom. Uh, and then on Thursday, Cardiff two one over Rotherham. So they're just catching some games up. Uh, so you still have um, Burnley on top on 95 points. Sheffield United, 10 points behind them on 85. That's very close to wrapping up as a Burnley championship title win. Uh, I, believe it, I believe it did today. I believe it did today. And also I believe uh, Sheffield has gained automatic promotion as well. Uh, there's seven points separating them with... We're 24, so it's 48 games. There's still one more to go, I think, before that happens. Got it. Yes. Very good. Very good. 
Uh, Luton Town on 78 in third, Middlesbrough on 74 in fourth, uh, Coventry on 44 games, six points, Sunderland are in sixth, occupying that final um, playoff spot, but only by three goal goal differential on 65 points because Wall uh, are a plus seven, Sunderland are a plus 10, but they are also on 65 points. Blackburn dropped down to eight on 65 points, but have a minus three. It's going to be difficult for them. Uh, I, the way I see it, West Brom still with a shout uh, in ninth place on 63, as are Preston North in 10th on 63 points. So one win takes them up into sixth place uh, for any of those clubs. Norwich have a very outside chance on 62. Swansea, same thing on 62. And Watford on 59, you can pretty much call them done and dusted, finishing mid-table. Go down to the bottom and Wigan are on 40. Blackpool are on 41. Reading are on 43. And Huddersfield are in 21st outside of the relegation zone on 44 points, also having a better goal differential than those below them. Rather, and a game in hand, by the way. Rotherham uh, in 20th on 46, so they're still not out of it completely. QR to be closer to safety on 47 points, um, but they do have a very bad goal differential as well, second worst in the league. Uh, so they can very easily get drug into it over the next couple of games. Very good. Uh, that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words? <sighs> no, I'm, uh, there weren't really any dickheads this week. I can't really say anything bad about anyone, to be honest. Got it, got it. Well, let's go ahead and get out of here. We got a little injury time to do where we're going to talk about our adopted clubs, really only one, who got a big fucking win, by the way, uh, this weekend, this midweek. And we're going to talk about our uh, fantasy teams and we're also going to preview the weekend's action so mr graham should somebody want to find injury time how do they go about doing it well if you uh need james corden spot on your uh television watching calendar you can always uh, go to www.patreon.com uh forward slash d football show and sign up to injury time which you can do on that 11 p.m slot on whatever channel he was on i didn't want to be honest uh Anyway, which is why I didn't know that he lost the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you could fill that hour with us instead. Sign up for that $5 tier and you get injury time. And our other uh, show, Soundcheck, um, which is the other extra show that we do, is us checking up uh, on each other's weeks as well as actually checking our sound, uh, which is a lot of fun. So check out those extra shows. Give us five bucks. Tell a friend. It, we'd really appreciate it. Keep, help keeps the light on. All right, everybody. The let's, one light we have. Yeah, exactly. Let's go ahead and get to that, and, that uh, and call it a night because you and I have a long day tomorrow still. And we'll be back on Monday. So till next week, everybody. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston! Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam! Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham! Stuff of a lord! Look straight in shorts! Sam Graham! Sam Graham! Don't you deny it!